Hello, and welcome to the Intuitive Woman Podcast. My name is Tina Conroy. I am so grateful you are here. As a professional intuitive medium, Reiki master, and yoga teacher, my intention is to explore intuition so you can gain clarity, confidence, and trust in your inner wisdom. I honor your spiritual growth. Thank you for listening. Today on the podcast is a little different. I decided to compile all the questions and answers I've been getting on my Instagram stories for Sacred Sunday. I post a question sticker on my stories on Sunday, and I ask if anybody has any questions regarding mediumship, intuition, Reiki, or any spiritual questions. And then I go live on Monday and answer them. I've compiled all of them so far with a little bit of editing to put it on the podcast. If you want to see the video form, go to my Instagram and check out my Instagram stories or IGTV, but they're all right here for the last couple weeks. I hope you enjoy. Have a beautiful day. Namaste. I'm back. I was there before, but now I'm back. Okay. Happy Monday, everyone. I hope everyone's doing really well. Um, I started this before, but I had to stop it. So I hope you're doing really good. I've been trying to come live on Mondays quickly just to answer some of the questions from, hey, hey, Trisha, um, from Sacred Sundays. So I've been posting a few questions. Then if you have any questions, you can kind of post them and then I'm going to go live. So first of all, I hope you are well on this Monday. I hope you're doing really well. Decided to be outside a little bit and to answer these. So I had a question, so I've been posting again on Sunday, or I've been starting to do this. Any questions on intuition, spirituality, meditation, any spiritual topics, really, Reiki, mediumship, and then I'm going to just go live here when I can to answer them. So I had a question here, and the question was from Anne, and the question is, how long have you been a medium, and when did you realize you had the gift? That's a really good question. So I'm going to kind of start here. So first of all, I answered this two Mondays ago. I don't really think I have a gift. I think I have an ability, although I think a gift is a beautiful thing. I think we all have gifts. I think that we all have the ability. And I really, truly believe that we all have the ability to do this and to connect to spirit world. And that means spirit on the other side, people that are on the other side. But let me tell you a little bit about my story and um, answer Anne's question. So again, Anne's question was, how long have you been a medium and when did you realize you had the gift? So first of all, I, if you've heard any of my stories, if you've listened to my podcast, if you've listened to me being on other podcasts of me coming out of the spiritual closet, I started as a yoga teacher. Yoga led me to Reiki, and I believe Reiki opened the door to my spiritual world and to the spiritual ability. So when I started doing Reiki on people, um, Reiki sessions on people, I started getting very clear images and visualizations and feelings about what was happening to the person that I was treating. I had no idea what to do with that. And so as I started doing more and more Reiki sessions, I was getting images and almost like a movie reel of what was going on. And when I would ask the person certain things, they would say, oh my God, yes, that happened to me. And so those things started happening more and more. So I opened myself up to Reiki. And when I was giving Reiki sessions, I was getting some clear pictures, clairvoyant pictures of what was happening with my client. Over time with the Reiki, I would hear mother, or I would hear son, or I would hear father. And I'd be like, okay, you know, like giving a Reiki session. And then I might like see a quick picture of the person. 
um, in my mind. So again, I just want to be really clear. I want to be like, I'm a really down to earth medium psychic. Like I'm not so woohoo. I think I kind of say it the way it is. So it wasn't like this person was outside of me or like a ghost image or I could see them. It was in my mind and I would hear like father and then I would like see a father or I might see the father with my client or I might see them smaller. And I just kind of like was like, okay, don't really know what to do with that. And I didn't do a lot of it for a long time. But as the images started coming through, there were more psychic impressions, I believe, more intuitive psychic impressions with a little bit of uh, deceased loved ones coming through. I realized that I needed to figure out what was happening. So I found some teachers and I worked with a bunch of different teachers. Um, I went, I worked with oracle cards and angel readings. And the more I opened up my spirituality with uh, a little bit of tarot cards. So the more you open up your intuition, the more you open that up. It gives that opportunity. I started meditating more. Uh, obviously, the energy of Reiki. The more and more readings I did, and the more and more I trusted my intuition, the more that um, all of a sudden deceased loved ones were coming through. Not all the time, and not, you know, it was like bits and pieces. But was it getting enough to the point where I was like, okay, this is not just an intuitive reading, this is also getting messages from spirit, from their loved ones, from the other side. So then it put me on a whole journey of, well, am I a medium? But I don't want to be a medium because that's a big responsibility. It's already a big responsibility to be intuitive with people, but then to be a medium and to share and someone has loss. Um, what if I'm not right? What if I'm not correct? All of those things. So anyway, it's a development. And so I went on the journey of development and I'm always developing. I'm always developing being clearer and open to spirit. It doesn't just kind of happen. You have to keep developing. And so a lot of the really amazing, amazing mediums. Um, Gordon Smith, um, I've done some training with him. Tina Powers out in Miraval in Arizona. Anthony Morocco, who I love dearly. Um, we haven't met personally, but like, like him, right? Lindsay Marino, love her. So like there's always development. But I'm going to share with you one story, which is so pivotal. And I think this is when Spirit said to me, okay, this is something, this is an ability that you can really help someone. And um, it was it really, it sticks with me and I want to share the story with you. So I was doing a reading day, which means that I was seeing a lot of people in one day and I was seeing, you know, uh, I saw about, uh, how I don't know how many people. The last reading, it was every 30 minutes I was seeing a reading with 15 minutes in between. The very last reading, a friend of mine came with her first cousin, so stay with me on the story, and she had lost her little girl. Now, I knew she lost her little girl prior to her booking it, and I was freaking out. I was like, she just lost her little girl, and she wants me to read for her. So I just opened up to spirit and said, let the messages come through, whatever she needs to hear. So my friend is sitting on one couch, the mom of the little girl is sitting on another couch. I connect with spirit, and I start giving the reading. It's the last reading of the day. It's a whole day of reading. And I give, you know, all I knew is that she lost her little girl. And um, I knew she was young. I didn't know exactly how old. So I started giving the reading and I just kept praying to God. I kept praying to Jesus and all my, you know, that I would just give her any kind of messages she needed. And I got an image of a little girl in a communion dress. And it was like so clear in my mind. And she was in a communion dress, but then she was in a coffin. I know. Um, it wasn't scary to me at the time because I was very neutral to it. And I was just kind of telling... I was just telling um, the mom and the mom started to cry 
And she said, we buried her in her communion dress because she was supposed to have her first communion and she, she died right before her first communion. Now, in that moment of me giving the reading, I wasn't like, oh my God, and I wasn't crying because I was like very neutral and holding the space for her. But in that moment, kind of after the reading, and there's a couple other things that came through. Um, Spirit showed me that she had a, a bangle bracelet. I'll never forget this. She was showing me a bangle bracelet. And the mom couldn't remember because they had, um, she had been really um, obviously very upset and traumatic that her aunt said yes. Her cousin said yes, she did because the mom was, um, you know, under a lot of, you know, tranquilizers and stuff because she was so upset. So she validated a lot of things. The cousin validated a lot of things for the mom who lost the little girl. Okay. So from that point forward, I really realized that it was so clear and it was so unusual for me to see that, that spirit wants me to share this. And so I'll always remember that reading because I really believe spirit was kind of tapping me on the shoulder and saying, okay, you can help others and show validation that there is the world, you know, there is spirit outside of this, this, this life and that life goes on. So that's my story. So that's kind of how it happened. So when did this happen? This was in 2013 was that story. So prior to that, there was all deceased loved ones coming through. And then that, that happened 2013. And I got a big download that this is, this is, where I need to step into. And I'll tell you something else. It still took me a long time to actually say I'm a medium because I would say I'm doing angel readings or I'm doing intuitive readings, but I kept getting the message clearer and clearer to step into this work for one reason. And that is to heal the person getting the reading, to get a message and to share that there is life outside of this world. Um, so that was a big answer to the question. Um, but that's, that's kind of how it happened. It happens very, very slowly. And then it took time for me to actually kind of step into it. So that is the answer to that. Thank you guys, whoever is still on with me. I know that's a, a little bit of a interesting story, but, um, I remember it very, very clearly. And, um, I know that was spirit's way of saying it's time for you to share this and to own up to it. Just like it took me time to step out of my spiritual closet to do this work, it's sort of the next evolution. So that's my that's my story. So um, just always know that your loved ones are really close. They're always nearby. It's like a piece of paper. They're on one side, we're on the other, or like a veil. We're on one side and they're on the other. And um, it's just a matter of us connecting to them. Sometimes you'll get a reading and just so you know, things may not resonate right away. They may not resonate right away. You might be like, oh, I don't know. And then they can resonate later. And I think that for me, when I give readings, it's more of a healing. I want you to feel the energy and the healing of a reading. Things may not resonate right away, but over time they're going to resonate. And just be open to that. Just be open to that. Really know that our loved ones are really a thought away. They're so close to us. And when we can connect with them, um, it's beautiful. So, you know, keep keep asking, keep speaking and keep talking to them and know that they're, they're close. Um, this is an ability we all can have. We all can speak to our loved ones and, and connect with our loved ones. It's not scary. Um, you're not going to just see them, you know, um, most of uh, all mediums and psychics see them in their mind's eye or feel them, um, or just know they're present. So, and sometimes names come in, sometimes names don't. So don't get too caught up if you get a reading and they don't get the name. Anyway, I wanted to just kind of share that with you. Um, thank you, Anne, for asking that question. I hope this um, I hope this gave the answer, and I hope you guys are really well.
Hey everybody, just figured I'd jump in here and uh, answer some of those questions about intuition and mediumship. So I hope this finds you well on this Monday. Let me start with the first question. So the first question is, what is the difference between dreams and visitation? And that came from Anne. So let me, let me just say that anytime spirit connects with you um, in your dreams, so deceased loved one, I, you can consider them spirit or someone in spirit connects with you, I believe it's a dream visitation. So anytime they come into your dreams, um, they are physically in your dream or, you know, you can see them in your dream or they're talking to you. It's a dream visitation. With the big difference too about a dream visitation is that when they come into your dreams, there's a feeling. So it doesn't really matter what they talk about or what they're saying. And sometimes you don't even know what they're saying or that they're talking about, but it's a feeling. You may feel a feeling of love, or you may be invoked by a memory. So really anytime your deceased loved ones come into your dreams, it's a visitation. Okay. And obviously this is my opinion and also the opinion of some of the mediums that I develop with and work with as well. So just know we're all different. So that people might have different uh, opinions on that, but that's my feeling. So anytime deceased loved one comes into your dreams, it's a visitation. Notice that feeling notice the feeling that you get. Hey, how are you? Hi, Mercedes. Um, notice the feeling that you get. So anytime they come to your dream, it's a dream visitation. Again, it doesn't really matter what they say, or even if you can remember what they say, but it's a feeling. Okay. Question number two, is it common for you to connect with someone that a sitter specifically wants to hear from? So first of all, a sitter is a person that's coming to me for a reading. They're considered the sitter and they're usually coming to connect with spirit or someone that's passed on. Is it common for me to connect with someone that a sitter specifically wants? So it's hard to say common. This question is coming, comes from Stephanie. So I try as well as many, many mediums try to connect with the person the sitter wants to connect with. Um, that being said, it doesn't always happen. So I do my best to connect with the person that the sitter wants to connect with but it doesn't always, always happen. So sometimes, usually people come through, sitters, the spirit world comes through with groups of people. So what they call spirit world comes in groups. That's my puppy barking, so. <laughs> and so um, they come in groups. And so they usually come in with other loved ones and loved ones and they come in soul groups or spirit groups. So yes, the answer is, I, as well as other mediums, do try to connect with the particular person that you want, but it doesn't always happen. So it's not like a, it's not like a menu, like, hey, I really want to order this right now. Let me get this exact thing right. So we do our best. The other question is, how and when did your powers awaken? So I like to refer that I don't have powers, but abilities. And I feel like everybody has the, has an ability. So I used to, maybe think about, or the term was thrown around a lot about powers, but I feel it's ability. It's an ability that we all have, and it's an ability that we can all develop. So my abilities awakened, um, this question comes from uh, Mora, my ability awakened by doing Reiki. But if I go way back, my abilities were from a child that we all have. Um, I just tend to suppress it, um, for me, it was always coming in dreams. So my abilities really started to awaken through teaching yoga and then really through Reiki. The minute I started doing more and more Reiki and placing my hands on people and kind of moving through the energy and asking, you know, working with the energy, 
I was getting images in my mind. I was getting a sensing information. I would get a name. I would get a feeling. I would even see what was going on. And so the Reiki really ignited my powers, which I don't think I have powers, my ability. Um, so for other people, it happens like that. So hopefully that answers the question. And then the fourth question is, I'd love to develop my own. Is it difficult? So it's not difficult and everybody can develop. Terry, this is for you. Um, everybody can develop their intuition. I work uh, specifically with people to develop their intuition. So again, it's an ability. It's not a power. And we all can develop that ability. And the last question is, uh, I'd love to develop my own. Is it difficult? So it's not difficult, but it is a practice, just like anything else. So if you have a desire to develop your intuition, to develop those senses, it's possible. And it's not difficult. It's just working at it. Just like a meditation practice, just like a yoga practice, it's working at it. So, you know, again, question number three was, when did my powers awaken? And again, it's not powers, it's abilities that we all have. So yes, you can develop your own and it's a desire to want to do it. So number one, you need the desire to want to do it because everybody has intuition and it's just a desire to want to develop it more. It's like going to the gym. Do you want to develop that muscle or you choose not to develop that muscle? I feel like you do need a teacher. I think that you can develop a lot on your own. There's a lot of reading out there and I think there's a lot of great classes out there, um, but it is really nice to have a teacher. So make a connection with the teacher to develop it. I work with people individually. Um, it's a four week course and obviously it's online. It's always been online. I've been using Zoom for years and um, I have people that are going through the course so if you're interested in that, you can kind of ping me and let me know. And we work through all the Claire's. So we work for Claire Cognance. We work on our clairvoyance. Um, we work with our psychic abilities. Um, we also work with um, just developing that in your everyday life. So you got to think about why would you want to develop your intuition? It may not be to do uh, intuitive readings or mediumship readings, but maybe you want to develop your intuition just for yourself for your own life, because it does bring a, an amazing opportunity to how you see your life. So those are the questions. I love doing this. So there's always a lot of questions around intuition and mediumship. And the other thing that was not a question, but I will say is that you can be an intuitive and not a medium. Um, but if you're a medium, you're an intuitive and a medium. And so what that means is intuition, if you're doing, in, this is intuitive readings. If you're doing intuitive readings, you're sensing psychic impressions through your guides for the other person, for the sitter. If you're a medium, you're getting messages from the spirit world through that spirit world, through you as a channel to, to bring to the sitter. So it's just a little bit different. They're both valuable and they're both amazing. And so every intuitive works differently as well as every medium works differently. And so be open to the opportunity. If you're developing intuition and you're developing mediumship, it's all about the trust. It's really about the trust and it's all about practicing. Um, we can't teach you as a teacher. I can't teach you to trust. You have to trust. And each time you trust, each time you learn. Um, and there's always developing. So I'm constantly developing constantly. I never stop. Um, if I stop developing, then I'm not growing. So, as a medium, as an intuitive, 
you continue to practice, you continue to develop. I'm in development circles with other mediums. I have my own teachers. I've done various amount of teachings and I can get into another, another time. So I hope those questions really um, made sense and those were really cool to answer. And I hope you guys are doing really good on this Monday. Just kind of glad I'm outside right now and just kind of hanging out. So I will do these, um, from time to time, just to get a little bit of questions. If you're ever interested in a mediumship or intuitive reading, just hit me up. And if you're interested in doing one-on-one uh, -on -one training with me, hit me up. I do have some special rates on that. So um, if you were wanting to do that. All right, I'm gonna sign off for now. Hey everybody, how are you? I'm so glad that you are, are hoping you are doing so really well on this Monday. So I wanted to pop in here and say hello and I hope you guys are doing well. And I also wanted to answer a question from Sacred Sunday. So every Sunday or most Sundays, I've been posting that sticker. If you have any questions with Reiki or mediumship or intuitive readings, and then you can go ahead and, and ask any questions. So I wanna answer one of the questions. So the question was, someone was asking, why when people go to Reiki or do a Reiki training over time, they become more and more intuitive or they develop their psychic abilities? And this is such a good, good question. And I'm gonna explain why. So Reiki is a hands-on modality. It originated from Japan and it is all about energy. We are made of energy. We are created from energy. And so when you take a Reiki one class or a different level class, you are learning about Reiki. And so in Reiki one, you learn self Reiki. It's all about self Reiki. So you learn the self Reiki hand positions. I have my students journal for 21 days. So for 21 days, you're running your own energy. You're placing your hands on your body. You're reflecting, you're journaling. And that's where the intuition gets developed more and more because we're already intuitive, right? As you go through your first level of Reiki, you are noticing, how do you feel today? Where are there some areas when you run your energy, you wanna stay longer? Are you having an emotional day? Maybe you notice that when you move your hands to your throat, you get a memory or something comes up. And so this is the beginning process of connecting with your own intuition, developing your own intuition with Reiki one. And then when you work with others, family, friends, or moving on to Reiki two or Reiki master, you begin to use your intuition very wisely and notice, hmm, I notice when I'm on her stomach or on his throat that uh, I wanna stay there longer or an emotion comes up or you feel there's too much energy or not enough energy. So the whole question is absolutely true. When you take any Reiki class um, and you are practicing Reiki, so now there's the big key, you need to practice, you are enhancing your intuition. It is just, an amazing byproduct. This is a byproduct of it. Remember, we're already intuitive. So now as you're moving through and you're placing your hands on yourself and you're placing your hands on others, that intuition, that psychic ability is coming through. So you'll hear like even my story and other mediums or other psychic intuitives that Reiki was their doorway in because they started to trust themselves. So Absolutely. If you practice Reiki and whatever level and you practice it often, you are developing your intuition. You are absolutely developing it. You're becoming more aware of what feels good. You're becoming more aware of what doesn't feel good. You're reflecting on it. You're, 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 you know, I allow those 21 days between all the Reiki levels. So you're able to understand like 
how everything feels. And so Reiki is just an amazing process to have the byproduct of developing your intuition. Now, what I will say is don't go into Reiki just to develop your intuition, right? Go into Reiki for the beautiful benefits of Reiki and energy healing. And the byproduct is developing your own intuition for yourself and for others. So it was such a great question. I love this question. Uh, Reiki has been my doorway in, uh, yoga and Reiki was my doorway into my psychic abilities. And the more you trust and the more you practice, it truly, truly is just becomes a fine tuned instrument. So I hope that answered your question. Um, I see a bunch of you out there. Hey, Lisa. So Lisa says it's an amazing process. Lisa it was a, is a student of mine and she did Reiki one and two. And it's absolutely, she's saying it's transformed her life. And I'm so glad and I know it did. So thank you so much. Keep answering those questions on Sundays. I hope they're helpful. Have a great, beautiful day. It's beautiful. Enjoy this weather. Bye guys. Hey guys, I wanted to come to you and answer the questions from Sacred Sunday. So the question is, and this is a really great question because a lot of people ask this or they, they just kind of think this way. Someone asked, do spirits need to be helped crossing over? You know, are they stuck? Or when someone dies, obviously, do a medium or a psychic need to help them move to the other side? And the answer is no. The answer is absolutely not. When someone dies, when someone leaves this earthly plane and leaves their body, energy transforms. So they are just going from one dimension to another dimension, but they don't need help crossing over. They're not stuck in limbo. Um, they're not kind of hanging around. They go, they, they're there. So think of that. It's, it's a, just a different realm. It's, it's, it's actually almost like it is the same realm. They actually are here with us. We may not physically, um, objectively see them. Some objectively mediums see them. I'm mostly, it's subjective. So it's in your mind's eye. So they're here, but they're just like on the other side of the paper or on the other side of the air. So they're actually in this other dimension, but it's not like here and there. It's like here, but because they're just on the other side that we say, we just can't see them. So no spirits need help crossing over. They're not stuck. They're not, they haven't done anything bad that they need to be crossed over or they don't need um, help from a medium or a psychic. And if you ever go to a medium or a psychic and they say, give me all this money so I can help your loved one cross over, it's not true, okay? So when people, when your deceased loved ones leave this earth, when anyone leaves this earth, they immediately cross over. They immediately cross over. Also, the other question I got with this was, are they in pain? And so from what I've experienced, and I, again, this is only my experience, is that when they leave their earthly body, the moment that they die and leave this earth, they are not in pain. And they are not in pain in what you would call heaven or the afterlife. They are, um, they have no pain. They don't have the illness that they had when they were here. Um, and they're, they're, they're in peace. They're well. So I hope those answered the question. And uh, if you have any other questions, just go ahead and leave the comments below. But it's really interesting because so many people think that they need to call a psychic or get a medium and that their loved ones are just hanging out and need help to cross over. They're all good. They're all really good. And they love you. All right, everybody. Have a beautiful day. Bye-bye. So I had two questions from the Sacred Sunday and I want to answer them. So the first one was, are you offering a Reiki 3 or also called a Reiki Master 
virtually? And the answer is yes. The answer is that I've always um, done virtual work uh, online for many, many years, even prior to this whole epidemic. So I do run mentorship programs, Reiki 1, Reiki 2, Reiki 3 mentorship programs. And you can find it all on my website at tinaconroy.com. I really like to have a conversation with the person. So if that's interesting to you, just hit me up and let's talk because I feel like you have to be, do you know what you're getting? Uh, Are you ready for Reiki? Have you done Reiki 1? Or maybe you're interested in Reiki 1 or Reiki Master if you've done some work with me. So a lot of questions, but I've been doing it for a really, really long time. And you can kind of look it in my in my website, tinaconnery.com. It's a mentorship program and I've been doing it for a long time. It, Reiki is a beautiful, beautiful modality. It's changed my life. I became a Reiki one in 2007 and a Reiki master teacher in 2009. And so what that means is that I am Reiki master and then I also teach Reiki. So I teach different levels. So anyway whole conversation with that. If you're not sure what Reiki is, Reiki's amazing, amazing, amazing energy work. Um, hey guys, let me know if you ever um, got Reiki or received Reiki. Reiki really just did change my life and it's the most uh, beautiful natural healing that I give myself every day. So it's self-healing. In Reiki 1, you learn self-healing. And then in Reiki 2, you learn to work with others and to use the distant healing. And then Reiki Master is really when you choose to take this life and to be a part of the Reiki lineage and to, to help other people. So I currently see people virtually right now on a regular basis. And I see all people. Um, I mostly see women, to be honest, although of course I would see men, but most of my population is women. And I have women that are uh, unfortunately going through chemo treatments right now, to uh, women that are dealing with everyday stress and anxiety, to women that are super healthy and great, but just want to keep their life in balance. So you don't have to be really sick to receive a Reiki treatment. It's almost like keeping yourself preventative, right? So you change the oil in your car so that your car doesn't seize. So you get a Reiki treatment so your body stays balanced and healing. So that's a little bit about Reiki. So my second question was, let's see, what messages did and do your guides give you before a healing and a reading? So I don't want to say that I give message, get messages before a reading or healing, Yeah, I would say I don't get messages before a reading or a healing, but what I do is I'll open up to my guides, um, and that could be the Reiki masters, the, my, my personal guides, the archangels, angels, even spirit guides and the people, the person I'm working with. So their spirit guides, and I just kind of open up to be the highest and best channel because it's really not me. It's working through me. So in Reiki, it's a channel of light through me and it's not my energy. And when I give a mediumship reading or an intuitive reading, so mediumship reading, it's really coming from spirit uh, to spirit, you know, so it's coming like a three-way channel. Um, So before a Reiki or before a reading, I just ask to be open so that it's a clear channel and that uh, whatever is meant to be will be for the highest, highest good for the person that I'm working with. So, um, yeah, that's a question. So I don't really get the messages before, but I just kind of open up. I kind of know that it's, it's what it's meant to be. So in a Reiki session, you may come and say, you know, my knee's bothering me. And so maybe be beyond the knee, it's not just the physical knee pain. Maybe there's an emotion behind it, 
but I don't try to treat it or diagnose it. I really just allow the Reiki energy to work and to help physically, emotionally, and spiritually, because it's going to work. It's universal life force energy, and it's very high, high sense. There's amazing books out on Reiki. Um, you can DM me, and I can give you some great books to read. I love authors such as Raven Keys. She was on uh, Dr. Oz's show. There is Penelope. Oh, gosh, I have to remember so many names. There's Pamela Miles. Um, there's so many different people and there's so many good books. So if you're interested in Reiki, but honestly, you need more than a book. You need a teacher. So um, just feel yourself to open up to get some information. But really, this kind of work, it's it's really nice to have a teacher of Reiki. Hey, Trisha. Yeah. So uh, you want to have somebody that you can trust, that you can speak to. Like I said, there's just so many wonderful things I can talk about Reiki. Reiki truly changed my life and it put me on the spiritual path and opened up my intuitive gifts and, and kind of led me to where I am today. Hi, everybody. I wanted to come to you and just say hi. And I wanted to answer some of the questions from the weekly post that you posted about questions about mediumship, about intuitive guidance, about Reiki. And I had a few of them. Two were very similar and then one was a little a little different. So I'm going to start with the one that's a little different. So it was, what's the best way to get into the zone for tapping into your intuition? So I have a few things to talk about for this. So obviously, people would say meditation. And yes, that is a good way to get in. But also there are tools. So remember that your tools, your tools could be oracle cards, tarot cards, angel cards. That's a way to get into your intuition. Another way is working with Reiki, becoming Reiki One certified, um, receiving Reiki. You can be more in tune with your intuition, becoming a practitioner. Absolutely. You can get more in tune with your intuition. Of course, meditation. So meditation really taps into to that as well. So any of the tools that open up intuition, it may even be working with a pendulum or working with crystals, journaling exercises, all of those are really wonderful. So use all of those to tap into your intuition. The other thing about the intuition is if you're not recording it down or you're not reflecting on some of the intuitive hits you have, you're not going to remember them. So hold an intuitive journal and reflect all the things that come into, into your awareness. Now there's two more questions and I'll kind of do them both. So one is how do you meet your spirit guides? And then the other question is, do you have different guides through your lifetime? So how do you meet your spirit guides? So I find this question a lot and people kind of struggle with this. I will say that for me, I don't necessarily have a spirit guide. I just know spirit is around me and I'm totally okay with that. There was a period in my development where I desperately, desperately wanted the name of my spirit guide. And so for me at a time, I had a spirit guide. I did some meditations and I asked to see spirit. I asked to see a spirit guide. And at that time, I was shown a Native American. This is pretty common if you start to research uh, spirit guides. And I, he came to me often. Um, he came to me very bold and courageous. And I believe that he came to me at that time because I needed to step into my power. I was just starting to awaken my spiritual gifts. Now I would say that I just connect with spirit in general. I connect with the angels. I kind of know when Archangel Michael's around me, Archangel Raphael, Archangel Gabriel, and just spirit in general. But if you're really looking for a spirit guide, I would look for some spirit guide meditations. You may have to do them more than once. And usually they walk you through a guided meditation, you know, 
asking for your spirit guide, ask them to see you and maybe hear a name. The thing is, is whatever name you get, take that name. However you see them, take it. Turn down your analyzer and turn up your trust. Okay, so it's really, really about trust. Um, I just had a fantastic story with a client of mine. She did a spirit guide meditation and she, um, she asked to see the spirit guide. It was an angel. She saw an angel and then she heard a name and she took that name. It was in a name that she doesn't normally hear. And then a couple days later, she was reading a book. And as she's reading the book, a spiritual book, the teacher in the book said that this particular person with the same name came into her awareness and it stopped her in her tracks. So she asked me, what do you think? Do you think that's my spirit guide? And I said, absolutely. I said, the fact that it stopped you in your tracks, you heard that name again, right by listening to that passage, it'll make sense. So trust my friends, that's the biggest thing we need to trust. I hope that answers some of your questions and um, I hope to see more questions next week. Have a beautiful day. Namaste.